Welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel. This is part two of our episode with Hearts Stadium announcer Scott Wilson. Part one is available on all of the usual podcast apps. Let's let's move on to something um, in regards to yourself, Scott, because you are known as the voice of Hearts, and you have been for for some years. But it it's not as as, as long ago as many some people think that you started in that role because I always think of yourself as stadium announcer even though I was going to games uh, mid to late 90s I don't think I ever paid attention as much to the announcer until a few years later and you were you were in charge um, we've talked about your debut before because Mark threw me actually when we were doing a, an episode on the 5-1 and that's the first 5-1 of course and he started talking about, do you know who else made their debut that game? And I was like, I don't fucking know. It's Mark DeVries' first start, but apart from that, it was, and obviously it was in reference to yourself. We had a brief chat about this off-air before we, we started the show, but tell us how this came about, you becoming the announcer at, at Tencastle. Well, I was the play caller for the Scottish Claymores for 10 years. And I also used to do their backfield party. And Chris Robinson was invited as a guest by the Claymores to come along and see a game. And he came along, took in the whole lot, took in the fans party, etc. And then during the week called me and said, I love what you do there. We are looking to change our match day experience at Tynecastle. Would you help out? So I, I said, I'll come in and see you. So I went in and he said, we're just looking to make it more inclusive, jazz it up, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with some ideas. So I drafted some stuff, went back in to see him, do that, do that. And he said, would you do it? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I've got season tickets with my boy in the Gorgie stand. I'm, I'm quite happy there. Well, would you help us out for a few games? And I said, right, OK, just for a few games, I'll implement these ideas. And then you train somebody up. Right, great. And so August the 11th, 2002 was my first game. And I had cut up five different hooks from songs to play after goals. Because Mark used to play Shout After Every Goal. And much as I love Lulu, I've got a pathological hatred for that song because it's been played after every freaking goal. So I thought, I'll cut up all these songs. I'll do five hooks. They're really jolly, like uh, Let Me Entertain You, Walking on Sunshine, yada, yada, yada. And I thought that'll do me for three or four games and that'll be great. And I played them all in the first game because we scored five. And of course, it was... Uh, Mark De Vries' debut, we're playing against Hibs, Donkey's favourite, uh, the classic line, can you script it? No, you can. And it went down in folklore. So I did that, I did the next three, and then I, I phoned up Chris, and I'm like, Nate, come in and see you. This is just too much, because obviously I'm on the radio during the week. And I was on the radio Saturday mornings as well. So I went in and see them, goes in to see Kenny Whitman, who at the time is sponsorship manager and uh, great guy runs the football company now so all the led signs you see on football matches kenny owns all that just 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 before you're anyhow um did he ever get his money back from the hibs fans on the pitch at hamden in 2016 and they ruined most of his gear that i don't know but I do know that well, there's a programme on here, Donkey, called Scotland's Best House or Scotland's Favourite House. And Kenny's house was on the last series. And it is absolutely stunning. So he's not short of a bob or two. So. No, no, but, but all his stuff, because a lot of that stuff's rented. It's, it's basically when, you're, when your team's on TV, he's got the electronic scoreboards that can change the, the adverts rather than the old kind of 
Um, yes. The old pizza down at, what was that pizza joint down Leith Walk that used to have? Favorita or La Favorita. La Favorita. Fantastic pizza. Yes. Yeah. But the, the, this is the electronic boards that could change. But he said most of them were ruined when the Hibs fans and the Rangers fans came on the pitch after the cup final and they battered the hell out of it. But I think he was trying to sue the SFA or, or sue Hamden or something. And I'd be intrigued to see how that went on. Anyway, I have no I idea, did, but he, he always has a smile on his face. Anyway, exactly, and I told you we did tangents. Anyway, you may continue. Indeed. So I sat opposite him, and he's like, listen, this is going so well. We want you to stay. And I'm like, Kenny, I'm really not interested. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm doing six radio shows a week. I'm here with my boy. I can shout and scream at referees. No problem. Ah, oh, no, we really want you. I said, okay, well, that's what I want. And I pushed him a bit of paper with a figure on it, and he went, ha, ha, ha. I've not got that budget. I said, brilliant. So I stood up. I'm in the process of standing up. The door opens. Chris Robinson comes in, comes over, gives me a hug. He said, I don't know what he's paying you. He said, but it's not enough. The fans love you. Thanks very much. And walks out the room. And I'm looking at Kenny and it's facepalm. It's literally facepalm. He's got his head in his hands. <laughs> he doesn't like spending do? money, Kenny, does he? No, absolutely. Tight as two coats of pain. And the chief executive is just coming and saying, I don't know what he's paying you, but it's not enough. And so he, he, he succumbed to it and actually, fine, absolutely, I'll treat it like a normal gig. But much like you, I'm a fan with a microphone. I've got the best seat in the house. I, I do enjoy it. Yes, it comes with a lot of pressure and a lot of prep because I'm also doing corporate on normal days. You know, I'm there at half past 11 on a match day entertaining a, a room of 400 people, then coming out, doing the stadium and then going in and doing the post-match. So there's a lot of work involved. And uh, I, I do enjoy it, but I didn't want to do it from the get-go, and I've just ended up still being there. Fasting forward, how is your role different this season with no fans in attendance than what you're used to? Um, apart from the fact my son is not sat next to me, there's not a lot that's different because the media are still round about me, as they normally are. And um, we've got the crowd noise playing, playing in the background. So if I'm focused on the game, as long as I don't look in the stand, it just looks like a normal game. So you, you play you play crowd noise? I didn't know that. Absolutely, at Robbie's request. Okay. Because well, he what, wants what it else, to be as normal. What else has Robbie asked you to do? Are you still playing That's it in terms of... You're not playing the goal cheers now, though, no. are you? I'm playing the music after the goals. But you're not right, playing... But the crowd noise for 90 minutes. Yeah, the same crowd noise. Absolutely, it's the same backing track that plays right the way throughout the game. Really? Because I, I'm there, but I, I guess I've got I've got a headset on, but I don't, mm-hmm. I can't tell from where I am back of the wheat field. Yeah, it must. It's piped through you as well, so everybody's getting exactly the same feed. You're probably just unaware of it. Why can't you turn it up? I do turn it up. I turn it up to a certain degree, but you don't want it too loud. Obviously, you want it to be there as as ambience. So that it's not all you can hear is the, the players shouting, which you can, obviously, but that's there to, to add a, a level of ambiance to it. Because I noticed it for Dundee, but I've not, because you played, did you not, did you not play goal ones for Dundee as well? Was I not? No, exactly the same. Now? It's a backing track that goes on. It gets interrupted when I play the goal celebration music and then it goes back to that. Does it include a lot of Hearts fans complaining? about decisions and, and <laughs> Elliot Freer. Does that make it more realistic? <laughs> no, no, funnily enough, no. Um, and the only complaints come from, it was funnily enough, um, when we played Inverness at the start of the season and Scott Gardner was, was texting me saying, is this an album of whale music? 
And uh, no, it does. I suppose uh, from a distance, if you're not concentrating, it does sound like whale music, whale singing to one another. But How do you know? Just... You got many whales in Midcom. <laughs> I've, I've, I've swung, swam with whales, donkey. In Portobello Beach. No, no, in Florida, man. Some of my best friends are whales. <laughs> Jesus. They're Welsh, <laughs> not whales. <laughs> oh, Christ. So they are. See, um, I noticed that maybe it was in Inverness game I noticed it, but I, I haven't noticed it recently. But I guess the problem is once before the game starts and during the game, I've got the sound that's fed through for our coverage. Oh, Jimmy which, Sanderson. Oh, aye, unfortunately that as well. <laughs> but I get, but I get a lot of the sounds from from the from wherever the mics are placed for our coverage. So I think that's maybe why I don't hear the PA system. Quite possibly. Because yes. I don't really hear you when you're announcing the goals. I can hear your voice, but I can't hear what you're saying. So mm. that's weird. It's funny that you say that because I didn't think we were still playing it. I, I could tell at the start of the season because I'm sure you were testing it maybe before the Inverness or before Dundee. I remember... Before Dundee, absolutely. Because I remember you, that yeah. was when I got the, the, the track sent to me by Phil. And then for the second game, we, we, we went from crowd noise to new crowd noise. And I'm not entirely sure how they differ. Okay, that's it, because I noticed it at Dundee. I'm sure there was one game I specifically noticed it, and I haven't noticed it again since. So that's, that's interesting. Because can you tell at home, Mark, watching it? No, I, that's why I asked Scotty. I was surprised I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Because in the Italian games that we do, we don't have any, uh, any crowd noise, which for our perspective is good, because my co-commentator is an Italian-American, so he's able to translate everything we can hear. Um, some leagues, you get the option, I believe, of pressing a red button to get crowd or not yeah, get crowd. Yeah. Um, there's an option. But when I watch on Hearts TV and I, I listen to you and Jimmy, it just sounds like it's you two with an, a normal empty stadium in the background. It doesn't come through um, as a viewer. And I don't know uh, if that's how it's just as if it's for the players only, Scotty. Or, but w- what did Robbie kind of say to you? That he just wanted something um, for the he players? He said it or? to Phil. He just said it to Phil, and Phil delivered it to me that that's what Robbie wants. That's okay. fine. Absolutely. And I prefer it because if you go to an away game and all you get, or, or you watch Sky, when Sky do a game, 401 is without crowd, 402 is with crowd. I prefer with crowd. I do as well when I've watched it at home on, on, like you say, on Sky Sports. But it's funny, it's just because I've not noticed when I'm covering it, but I'm not hearing, I guess, the raw sound from, from around the PA system in the ground. But mm. There you go. I think I, the, key, the, key, the key, Laurie, is to, is to make it inoffensive. And as Scotty mentioned, like, kind of... Well, it's not a genuine Tincastle then, is it, if it's inoffensive? <laughs> <laughs> it's like anything, it's... Some of them are very good on BT and Sky and over here on ESPN, whatever. Whoever's in charge of the world feed um, for the audio in a lot of games is good. And other times they go too much on the same song or it's too intrusive. It's It should be what a commentator is, an accompaniment to the game, not the main story. Yeah. Indeed. In terms of pre-COVID, you, I know you've... Um, you like to drop in some relevant songs. You mentioned that um, your predecessor liked a certain one that he used for for all goals, whereas I know you've liked to play certain songs for certain players. I know you've dropped a few songs which are relevant to maybe recent events and such like. Can you give us some of your favourites when you've picked songs that you thought, I've nailed that, I've nailed that one for either a player or because of the team you were playing or because of some recent events or maybe even a, maybe even a sly dig at, at certain clubs? 
I, I, I used to do that a lot, and I get a bit cheesed off when they don't notice it. You know, Rangers, a, a very famous one, <laughs> yeah. that the people round about me went, ooh, they had gone through the full gamut of party songs. And at the end, I think it was a draw, and I'm like, thank you very much indeed for being at Town Castle. Whether you're heading back to the 17th century or back home, we thank you very much indeed. We wish you a safe journey, and we'll see you again next time. And the people around me going, oh, not one complaint. <laughs> not one complaint. I'm like, really? So that that uh, annoyed me. But not the, the only time I got a complaint. Um, we do you remember Solius Michalunas? Yep. So I remixed Biko by Peter Gabriel, and I sped it up, and I had a backing singer come in, and they went Miko, 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 and I mixed this, and I thought this is great, and the tone of abuse because I had. Disavowed the memory of a great freedom fighter, yada, 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 and I'm like, it's football and it sounds like Miko. And that's why I did it. And and because um, they they had this anti apartheid activist uh, ideologue up there on a a pedestal, and I had dared remix a song which was all about him and then change the name to Miko for a footballer, it was like you'd think I'd eaten your firstborn. So that sort of thing, you just think, is it really worth your while? But hey, it's all fun. Nobody dies. That's the bottom line. It's football. It's escapism. Did you ever get um, a limited edition one-off T-shirt from St Mirren fans? Yes. That they, you did. What was the story yeah. behind that? Because you ended up in the Scottish sun having branded St Mirren the snakes from Paisley. What was the story behind all that? So, um, it was back at the start of summer, and I'm involved. Somebody uh, pings me and said, uh, having a discussion on Twitter, could you come in? Absolutely. So it comes in, and we're talking about May the 3rd, 1986. Now, I've I've spoken with players from both sides that have played in that game, and they all told me, and this is players from, from Celtic and St Mirren, that St Mirren players celebrated with the Celtic players after the game. And I thought that was absolutely despicable. And another player who, I need to be careful because I don't want to out them, uh, told me uh, that Campbell Money, who had played in goals for that whole season, refused didn't to play that, that game. game. Did he? I think, was it Jim Stewart that played in goals? Jim Stewart went incorrect because Campbell had been told that, well, he knew that so many of the team were Celtic fans and they weren't going to try a leg. Now, I just think that is outrageous and unprofessional. And I made that point on this what so-called private Twitter feed. But clearly, a, a, a slow news day and somebody leaked it to a tabloid newspaper and next thing, they've run a splash on it late afternoon, and I'm getting this torrent of abuse on social media. And their fans made a T-shirt and, and sent it, and it's got the big lad Obika that scored against us mm-hmm. on the front, and a picture of a packet of the breakfast cereal Cheerios. So quite clever. Quite <laughs> yeah, it's quite good. Quite funny, quite good. absolutely. Um, and, and that was it. That was where it came from. But no, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan. Oh, I, I, I gathered that over the years. Again, as Laurie said earlier, playing devil's advocate, I think I've got time for one more devil's advocate. I think it was a Hearts fan that did Hearts out the title that year. I think that was the referee, Bill Crombie, Bill who's Crombie. later admitted he should have given a penalty when Sandy Clark was brought down by Colin Hendry. Colin Hendry. Now, yeah. had that been in the streets of Dundee, Colin Hendry would have been in the cells until the Monday, because that was just outrageous. And that's right, <laughs> because there was... We, we had a, an incident of flu throughout the country, and I think um, Craig Levine had flu in the run-up to it, didn't he? 
He did. He didn't play in the game. So That's you right. could have conceded 20 goals and they wouldn't have been celebrating with Celtic if Bill Crombie had given the penalty done and his job. To score it. No, absolutely. And again, if, if your granny had balls, you know of the course. same. But, and we, we oh, it's Mark's favourite And I, I get that entirely. But, you know, you, you have a look at somebody and you say, if you'd done your job, Bill, then that's fine. We would have scored the goal and then probably shut up shop or it would have relaxed everybody and we would have gone on to win quite comprehensively. So, no, I'd, I'd, I'd fairly and squarely put the blame at their door because they had no intentions of doing anything that day. And I have that firsthand from three players who participated in that game, two from one side and one from the other. And Campbell Money's... First name, his real first name. Oh, we've done this before, haven't we? Yeah, I didn't know it. I didn't know it until Mark told me. We did that. It's Israel Campbell Money. Because Scotty, I remember a game, a Scottish Cup tie. I think it was a, I think it was live on the BBC on a Sunday at the end of the eighties, and we beat them four one. I'm sure that was the game. And after a few minutes, Sandy Clark put Campbell Money into next week, and I think I'm right in saying that Neil Cooper, the blonde-haired defender, ended up having to go and goal because Campbell was. Campbell's head was the same as Craig Patterson and Sandy Clark's when they clashed in the, the 3-2 cup tie in 86. But he, he just didn't have... It was a bit like Theo Snelders at Ibrox, remember? When they were both going for the title, 91, I believe it was. And, um, and Michael Watt had to go and goal. Just He didn't fancy a, a, a big day out. And I don't know about Campbell. But the other thing is about those St Mirren players. A lot of those St Mirren players were just guys off the street who were, who were professional footballers, weren't they earning too much. And probably if they weren't at St Mirren Park or Love Street back in the day, we'd have been at Celtic Park because there's not Absolutely. many guys through there that don't support Rangers or, or Celtic. So, But lying down, I'm not making any excuses for them as well. Lying down is unacceptable. But isn't it funny how we look back and we see certain things that might have changed it and I always think it's important to check the other side as well, because that cup victory Play over Devil's in 2012, yeah. of course, because we got a penalty at St. Johnston really late on that took it to extra time, and I'm not sure that was a penalty. And as Laurie goes on to talk about as well, the Celtic semi-final, that Craig Beatty scored the penalty, that wasn't really a penalty as well, but you take it because we've been shafted enough over the years. Of course, absolutely. It was written in the stars for us. Indeed. I've... Have you had any favourite moments when you've... I know that you're obviously just announcing and um, it's very important, but you're there to, to do a job and not take the limelight. But one of the moments that springs to my mind is the recent game. I say recent, but it's Robbie Nielsen first spell when we were 2-1 down at home to Celtic. And I think you were trying to maybe announce the added time or man of the match. <laughs> Just when Osman So was about to hit a free kick. Absolutely. It wasn't a finest moment, but again, emphasising that I'm just a fan with a microphone. So, yeah, the, the fourth official has indicated four minutes of added time. There's a minimum of goal! Because Osman had just taken it and it had um, ricocheted off somebody's foot and passed Craig to go into the back of the net. And I remember walking on the stage after the, in the Gordy suite and everybody standing up and applauding and me having a bright red face. It was just, yeah, it was just a moment in time. Is there anything, Scotty, that would preclude you from, and we're talking hypothetics, unless you've been in a, a certain situation. Imagine it's a really important game and the, the opposition got a penalty in the 90th minute and just as their player's about to stride up and strike it, um, 
you have noticed the fourth official, so you shout really loud, and there's a minimum of <laughs> A, would you I, ever do that? And B, would you get punished for that? Well, number one, I am expected to make that announcement as soon as the fourth official holds up yep. that board. Mm-hmm. So as and when he does it, I'm looking straight down and I see that, and that's when I announce it, regardless of what's going on elsewhere on the park. You know, that's exactly the situation where the Osmond so equalised against Celtic. So that wasn't malicious, not doing it. No, um, I, I like to think I'm many things, but I'm also a professional. And I would never do anything like that that would bring the club into disrepute. So you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't talk about um, having been for a half-time jobby during a commentary <laughs> or anything like that, would you? How hilarious would jobby game? Oh, Listen, that is so funny. It's also on a, a, a channel which is for subscribers who are potentially fans of that, that football club. Why would anybody get upset over that? I, I would I would argue that he's been paid to do a job for... Actually, oh, Christ, that was a bad bad word to use. Um, <laughs> he's doing a, doing a job. Just That's the end of the word, job, um, mm-hmm. for a service that a professional football club are charging people to... I get that. No, yeah. I get that also. But he's not a professional. He's there to add a bit of colour to it because he's a, he was a former player, yeah? I thought he was a former comedian. I, I think thought, he's an actor what, or from something. From what I read, he's an actor. Ah, right, OK. And, and I, 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 I wasn't just... aware of it. But he's there to add a bit of colour to it. And he used it. It's not as if he, he used profanity. It's a word that we all use. It's a funny word. And okay. yeah, well, I'm sorry. I left my mic on when I went for a jobby. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, you know, it's football. Nobody dies. Where's the sense of humour? It's like him sacking Willie Doherty for playing taxman. I was when just we about to say that. Running. With that the was the, the, the Dundee United game, wasn't it? When they played Tax Correct. Man and, yep. It's like, if I had done that, it would have been, oh, Scott Wilson, he's hilarious. And poor Willie gets his jotters. It's like, really? It's only football. Let's laugh at ourselves. I'll agree with that one. I'm, I'm, I, I would maybe differ on the the Hamilton one. But, uh, okay, so on that note, when we play Alloa next at home, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we've pumped in a fourth or fifth goal late on, what would it take for you to just accidentally hit that mic and go, there's your fucking medicine? <laughs> no, I'll leave that to the manager. I'll leave that. I, might play, I might actually immediately after the final whistle play Bad Medicine by Guns and Roses or something, but I'm on rather. Absolutely. That would be funny. I think, no, but Robbie nailed it when he was there. That's absolutely, no, it, it's... Could you maybe get down to the dugout with the mic? Just lay on and just give Robbie the, give Robbie the mic. <laughs> no, 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 I get He's too professional for that as well. You have to rise above it, you know, and, and realise that we are there to do a professional job. The one thing I do love is when you get the team sheets, and particularly in the championship, so there's a lot of uh, players that I've not heard of. I don't know, is it Queen of the South that's got a player called Naughty Naughty? Yes. Yes, yes. Right, so I played the shaman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I can get on board with that. I'm like, I spoke to the press people. I'm like, how do you pronounce this? He's like, Naughty Naughty. I'm like, you are having a laugh. Mr. and Mrs. Naughty gave birth to a son, and they thought, for the bants, let's call them Naughty. Really? So uh, that was it. That was the only song I could think of. We'll have to play that right out of halftime, and it's Naughty Naughty, very naughty. If they don't play Ebenezer Good when they when if if he ever scores, then they're oh, missing a trick at Palmerston. Ah, you have to, or it's a massive missed opportunity, isn't it? It's an open goal. Have you ever had games or the night before games, and you've been topical? Because remember Sammy the Tammy at uh, East End Park. He, that honestly, that was always so good because he'd with the come time. out before. Yep. 
with the tank. Uh, that was brilliant. And remember, I was at a game after I think a Celtic player had uh, dived and been found guilty for it. So he came out the next time with a, a, a spade to fill in the hole where the Celtic player had dived. That's so hilarious. That, my, favorite was, <laughs> my favorite was Paisley Panda out with a huge bar of soap because they were playing Morton. And he had a big scrubbing <laughs> brush in the bar of soap. And I thought that was great. But people complained. And I get that. I get but that. But do you, do you ever think the night before about potential songs that you could play if something was to happen with that opposition? Yes, absolutely. And and I get it a lot. And I get a lot of the fans saying, when Celtic come in, can you play Cher, Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves? And <laughs> no, no. We're above that. We're above that. And no, that's just not, that's not right. It's not right at all. Did you play... Yes, you think... Sorry, I was going to say, did you play anything for the Dundee game? Anything relevant? I'm trying to remember if you did. The first game of the season. Yeah. Instant Karma by John Brilliant. Brilliant. I like it. I like it. And again, it had to be, it wasn't immediately on the final whistle. I played the Levelers and then I think, I I don't know what I played after that, but it was the third song that I I played that because I didn't want it to be in their face. And and the Levelers still getting a run out as well. Have to, every time we win, boy, have to. Oh, you didn't play them much last season, did you? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> it was like downbeat songs. We're like, okay, what can we play that was the, this one? That was the only positive of last season. We didn't have the levelers that often at oh, Rangecastle last game. God almighty. God Just the almighty. one. Remember that song? Just the one by the levelers. Was that them? And, uh, I don't remember that. It's a beautiful days, obviously. The, 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 it was. The Just the one. one. Yeah, just the one was 1995 from the album Zeitgeist. There you go, son. Get you, just the one. Get you. Oh, good grief. That's Capture the training I got at Radio 4 guys. from you and your bro. <laughs> right, do you want a quiz, Mark? Yes. A very, a very quick can one. Take, can Scotty take part as well? Can yes. Can I have like a fastest finger first? Aye, well, what, what I've done this week, so Ryan McGowan is probably actually not a guest of the show. He's probably a co-host at this point, isn't he? That it comes on. Hi. <laughs> um, he, he likes these. He likes these quizzes that we do. He always sends us the answers as he's listening, which is about two days later. So I don't know why he bothers. Um, but he does anyway. So this week I have made a Ryan McGowan quiz. Oh. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but but because I know Ryan will listen to this at some point. I've made it questions that I don't know if he will definitely remember, but they're relevant to him. So it's not just. Ryan McGowan's first appearance was against who, or he scored, he only scored three, so I can't do many questions about his goals, but I've made them slightly more obscure, but I think Mark might get some of these, even though they're obscure, because you're still around Hearts commentating, you might notice, Scott, that Mark's knowledge of Hearts is great if it's 2010 or earlier, it's shite shite the last ten years, (laughs) He, we did one of the recent quizzes. Um, we were talking about games like three, four years ago. Robbie Nielsen's first spell didn't have a clue. Could have asked him if it was Robbie Nielsen in charge, and he wouldn't have got it. Nineteen ninety six Scottish League Cup game. I, I just started talking. He's like, Neil McCann scored in that game. That guy was sent off. The attendance was seven thousand. Everything off. Yeah. Anyway, it must be an age thing, isn't it, Mark? It's a panini oh. stickers, I'm telling you. And David <laughs> Priest back for Luton Town, nineteen eighty five. I used to have a go at him until I realised he's now dead, so I had to stop that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right, okay, so here we go. I'll, I'll keep it quick because it is a bit obscure, okay. and if we don't get it, okay. I don't want to drag it out. Is this for uh, me and Scotty? Yeah, either or. So, question one. In Ryan McGowan's first ever appearance for Hearts, so this was non-competitive, um, 
This was a friendly in Germany against BV Kloppenburg. Yep. He was the youngest player in the starting 11 that afternoon. This is July 2007. The mm-hmm. second youngest player in the starting 11, who was 18, captained the side. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Edgar Johnson. <laughs> I knew you'd see this. Is... Fantastic. You oh. can, honestly, you can tell me who scored the opener when Hearts came back up to the Premiership in a 4-3 game no against chance. Johnston on his first no. league game for the club. But you can tell me that. Um, remarkable, uh, remarkable. Yep, yeah, Steve Banks was in goals. Robbie Nielsen was actually a right back for that game. Andy okay. Driver started as well, uh, but Egert Jonsson was captain at eighteen, and um, two wonder kids came off the bench as well. And Mark will be able that, to tell me who they are. Oh, the, we had a guy called Copiel who was yep. a wonder kid, mm-hmm. and um, his dad was nuts. And another dad who was nuts was Kostadinov. Yep. Was it him? Yep, those two. Yeah, Told you, I knew you'd get. because we, <laughs> no, it's because I dealt. One of their dads was an agent, and the other dad was like, we need to get my son on the radio more. I was like, he's never played. Well, once he played. So, yeah, um, I think that was that was Branimir Kostadinov's dad. Kopio was this young Romanian kid um, whose family wanted to get him on the radio more. Anyway, yes. Well, that wasn't the... What was the trip when Michael... Was Michael Stewart not sent to the airport or something to get Chaba Laszlo, and they, they chatted for about three hours? This would have been before that, but yeah. there was maybe Michael, a trip speaking to... Speaking German, yeah. We did Germany and Austria a few times around those years, did we not? We did, yep, we did. Do you remember us playing a trialist in a pre-season game, and the trialist was called Toto? Yes, Jonathan yes. Toto. Yeah, yeah, I bet you could wait to get... that game, I played home the line by Toto. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that would have been perfect for you. What would you play for Elliot, free or Scotty? When he scores his final goal of his hat-trick next time out. Have a think. Moving on. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Question two. Ryan McGowan's third appearance, this is still non-competitive, came in the friendly against Barcelona at Murrayfield later that month. Mm-hmm. Got a great story about that. Okay. You want to say it? tell us it? Yeah, go for it now. The, the, the manager was Stephen Frail. Yep. At but, that game. Yeah, so because I no one was down. listed officially as a manager, were they? You know, correct. So I goes down before the game with the team sheet, and I'm like, you know, the subbies, etc. There's a new guy in here, number 28, Kestutis something. How do you pronounce it? Don't worry, Scotty. He's hopeless. He's getting nowhere near it. I'm like, I very good. You sound like you're picking a team. I right, very good. Slap on the back of the head, and I, I head back to the, the the commentary point. And we get to the second half. And almost everybody on the substitute bench, because we, we lost 3-1, but we scored against Barcelona that game. We did, anyway, yeah. he's given everybody a run out. And next thing I see, number 28 taking off his tracksuit top and then warming <laughs> up. And I'm like, you're having a laugh. And next thing, Shaggy turns around, he locates me up at the commentary <laughs> point, you know, in the midway. And he just shrugs his shoulders as if we've got a fax machine down here and I've been told to play it. <laughs> and... Leaving the field, whoever it is, let's say it's Julien Brelli. He's replaced by number 28, Kestutis, Ivaskevici. And of course, the, the crowd laugh and I go, Kestutis, Ivaske. I'm like, let's just call him number 28. And everybody laughed. And so to this day, I remember the debut of Kestutis, Ivaskevici. And his surname sounds nothing like it's written. Number 28, trialist. absolutely let's just call him number 28 so what I was going to this is a a multiple choice in a way you could say although um, 
21 players were used by Barcelona yes, in that game. I commented on that game, yes. How many of those can you name? Of oh, the, I don't feel people I'd name them all. Of the Barcelona players, yeah. I could give you most. Because um, Messi was about, I get a crack, because I'm rubbish. Go he's then. very you, good, you, right? He's you a, go. He's, he's a professional. Ronaldinho played. He did, he did. yes. Uh, the, the goalie was Victor Valdez. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, the, the French bloke, Lillian Turam. Yes. He was there. Yep. Uh, Chabi played. Yaya Turi played. Yep. Uh, yep. Up front, uh, the, the wee boy, Iniesta. Iniesta was in, yeah, he started. Yep, he yep. played. Uh-huh. The, the, the boy from Cameroon, the big fella, <laughs> Samuel Eto. <laughs> you, you sound like Ron Manager here, or. You're no, going to sound I, like Jimmy Sanderson now, the big fella up front. <laughs> I remember there was also the the the, the right back was the the Italian that sounds like a, a an autoscope like a Lambre a Zambra Zambrotta Zambrotta yep what about the for, what about uh, the former Arsenal player that played for Barcelona that day Salvinho there were yeah and, uh, yeah <laughs> um Mark Crossas. He was oh no, Celtic. Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry. Crossas played as well though, yeah. Henry. Crossas came Thierry on, yeah. Henry. Yeah, uh, I think I've probably exhausted my knowledge. You've pretty much, you've got, you've got most of them, I think. I mean, De- I think De- Deco was involved that day, Laurie, was he not? Deco was involved, yep. And the kid, the kid they thought was going to be the next Messi, uh-huh. a guy, Boyan. Yep. Kirkic. Uh, yep. He was on the bench. With, with um, the players that you haven't picked, there was one, two... Three that I would never have guessed that, but there's still I'd say one, two, three, four. There's still four or five which are who are, who are known. I would say. Jago Mota played. He went yes. On to yep. play. Yeah. Did he go to LA or? Um, what about the Mexican kid? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dos Santos. Yep. Ah, uh, Dos Santos. Yep. He played as well. Uh, struggling for for many months. I, I think say, between us we've done all right. Have we not? I'd say there's there was w- another French. There was another French player, wasn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah, Eric somebody. Oh, yep. Abidal. Yep, yep. Oh, he yeah. played as well. Um, we're definitely scraping the barrel. There's you've kind of got it down to the ones that I would have. There was only two. Maybe I'm going to look like, now. I'm going to cheat now. Let's see. Okay, so there's Giuliano Belletti. Oliger. And Oliger, Belletti and Oliger were the other two I recognised. I can't remember Izequero, Jorquera or Delgado. Scott, Scotty, were you, were you a Juanjo or a Juanjo? Well, but I, although I speak Spanish and it is Juanjo, it's, uh, I'll just call them Juanjo because it was easier that. for the fans. Scat, well, Scatchel well, because the, fan, the fans can't say huh, huh. Just call him Juan Jose Caricondo Perez. It'd be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, no it's easy. Juan Jo. Juan Jo. <laughs> what was the question about, what was the question about Gauza, by the way? Was that the question? Well, I, I thought he'd like that, trying to remember all the players that were involved in that game. It was his... Oh, so there's not a question about his performance or being replaced? No, I, or... he only came on for five minutes. He didn't do anything. Um, okay. Ryan, like, uh, Ryan's squad number when he made his competitive debut. It was a 1-0 defeat to Gretna in May 2008. He replaced Marius Zaliukas. I'll never get that. Do do you know Ooh. why I remember the I remember the game because right afterwards I drove straight down to Manchester for the UEFA Cup final um, between uh, Rangers and and Zenit. That was the day after, and that was Gretna's last ever game. Wow! And this is what I do, Scotty. 
to give myself extra time to get the, the right answer because it, it was 52. <laughs> you definitely cheated. For was that. it 52? Was it? Mm-hmm. All oh, right, I see. Is he googling it? He cheats. He, he tries right. to distract he, me. He, it's okay. Dis- <laughs> okay. But here, here's my question for the for the two of you. Okay, of the seven hearts subs that day, right? Add up their squad numbers. Oh, do yeah, you I'm listen? Sure no, listen. Stop it. Do you get more or less? than 250 by adding up the seven squad numbers of the players. And I'm giving you that McGowan is 52. Well, McGowan so was it, one, and Ruben Palatuelos was a uh, 40. So that's us, that's us at 96. And we know that Kestutis Ivaskevichus was 28. That's 124. I'm going to say it's Banksy definitely over 250. So he's 13. Uh, Banksy, Steve Banks, was a substitute no, goalie. he wasn't. I was. I no, was. he wasn't. No, he wasn't. We're talking about the, the great number game. fifty-four. Was... was it Richards? Aye, number fifty-four. Oh, I didn't know that. There we go. There you go. Every day. That's, us up, day. At, that's us up at one hundred and seventy-eight. We still have three to go. So are we? Are we? So over there was two hundred and fifty. What did you see? What I what? We're at one hundred and seventy-eight <laughs> with four subs. Are we over or under four uh, two fifty with the remaining three? Right, who else would be? Callum Elliott okay. was on there. He no. was in the 20s. I'll give, right, I'll ask the question after. I'll give you Jose Gonçalves, right? Uh-huh. Which which takes us up to 182. So are we over or under 250 with the last two? Under. We're on 249. We're way over. Matty Ratnick, 53, and Stephen Husband, 55. Ratnick. Jeez. That's outrageous. Right, Laurie, this is your this is your task for the next seven days for Hearts Heritage. Oh, is no. that bench Oh no, what, come on. Is that the highest accumulative bench of squad numbers that Hearts have ever <laughs> put forward? So the way to check that you've got to look at Gonsalves, right? Not the Jose, the Ismail one, because when he was a sub, because what number was he? Was he eighty eight or something? Seventy seven. 77, same thing, just two numbers. So if he was ever on the bench, that's going to take you quite high. So that's the task this week, to find a bench that was more than all that bench combined. This this is the kind of horrendous trivia that I have to throw out when I'm, it's a away game and it's nil-nil and I've not got a cool commentator. Um, oh, dear. Right, we'll, we'll skip over that. Thanks. The reason I didn't answer was because I knew it was going to be over 250, purely because when I was looking up and confirming McGowan's squad number. I remember seeing some stupid numbers on the bench. Um, do, you, do you know which which Gretna player that day, by the way, went on to play in the English Premier League? You asked this last time we talked about this game when Ryan and was And you on. never got it right. Yeah, so so learn. You should listen more. Scotty? <laughs> this is I my quiz. No you, you need to give me a clue. Fullback. Played for England under-21s as well. Made his... Um, Debut for Spurs. Oh, I remember it's the. Uh, is it Kyle something? And I forgot yep. his surname. Yep. Oh, I can't remember his surname. Kyle Norton. That's the one. Played fullback yeah, that day. Okay. Very good. Anyway, we've got two, oh, two more, two more, three more okay. questions. Right, question four. Okay. Ryan's second game for Hearts. This is his competitive second competitive game. Um, Hearts recorded their biggest away league win in almost a decade. It was a 4-0 win mm-hmm. over Hamilton at New Douglas Park in August 2010. Uh-huh. Can you name the goal scorers in that game? Scotty. 
You've got to be joking. So August 2010, so the start of season 2010-2011, so Jeffrey's first full season back. Was Kyle, Kyle was there around, that was a Kyle season, wasn't it? Did he yeah, score? he did, he scored a penalty. That's one of the four, uh, well, one of the scores was, of the four was goals. Was Michael Stewart in that game? No. I wasn't the one he got sent off, remember? <laughs> no, that would have been... And he slipped in the tunnel. Post-Michael Stewart. That. Remember that. Um, what about Templeton mm-hmm. against his former club? He scored, yeah. So you've now got Callum Elliott. Callum Elliott was right yes. about that. Oh, you're just looking for go. goal scorers. You're looking for players. No, no, that's it. You got the goal scorer. Uh, Callum Elliott got two. Yeah, he scored two. Oh well, it was a good guess. Combined, excellent. Callum Elliott got two. David Templeton got one, and Kevin Kyle scored a penalty. 4-0. Do you think do you think McGowan would do well at this quiz about himself? Well, that's what I'm going to. We'll, we'll probably find out when he messages us in the next day or two. Middle of the bloody night. Remind him of it. He got sent off in a game, and then we played uh, Auchin Lake in the Scottish Cup the following was that week. Gordon, so he was, was that Gordon Smith that scored late on to get us a one 0 or was that correct. another one? No, no, that was that one. And we had like a family day in the Gorgie Suite, so it was like a tenner ahead, and you got a finger bowl and uh, some you got a, a what? drink, etc. <laughs> a bowl and finger food. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Finger food. It wasn't a bowl Jesus. of fingers, Ha. Huh? No, you're all right. And <sighs> I had Ryan as a guest, and he was still quite shy at that point. And I had him up and asked him a few questions and said, right, we're going to have a quiz because you are our token Australian. And I had 10 questions about Australia. He got one <laughs> right. Ask him if he can remember what the subject matter was of the one question he got right about Australia. The flag or the food? The names of the two bananas in pyjamas. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they're coming up the stairs or down the stairs. That, that, they're coming down the stairs, bananas. And that's I, didn't it. Know, exactly. I didn't know they had names, Scotty. What were the names? Ben, banana 1 and Banana 2. Oh, you're kidding. No, that's that is the name. Jesus. That's and he got right? that. He got that. So, yeah, he's a great guy, Ryan. Okay, we'll go, I'll, I'll quickly go through the last two. Um, his first competitive start was Ibrox, May 2011. Hearts lost 4-0. Someone got sent off and someone scored an own goal. Can you remember who I, they... See, I've got a, I've got a pass, Scotty, because my life didn't <laughs> exist after September 2010. Uh, Scotty, you so can have you're looking for what? He, he, he got sent s- off... No, he didn't get sent off, but it was... I, I'm just trying to relate it. See, I'm trying to make it obscure enough that he won't know it off the top of his head. I'm purely I making this quiz for his benefit. That's, we're pandering to, to McGowan, basically. Right, okay. No, I'm, I'm rubbish at that. That's fine. That's fine. Well, maybe he would have gone. I've given him a bit of time. So, uh, Egert Jonsson was sent off in that game in the 61st minute. And Ryan Stevenson scored an own goal. He scored the own goal to make it 4-0 with seven minutes to oh, go. Oh, I remember that. I after, remember that. Uh, Jelovic had opened the scoring, Lafferty had made it 2-0, and Stephen Davis made it 3, all in the first half. Ryan is taking part in a charity run that I'm involved in on May the 23rd. Oh yeah, I shared that, I shared that, yeah. Good, so I've asked Ryan, I've asked Mickey Cameron, I've asked Tam McManus, who have all said yes, Scott Hastings, I wanted them to run four miles. So we wanted 10 celebs because it's 40 miles from Stirling Castle to Edinburgh Castle. I'm also only doing about 12. I'll do four, four and four. But I'm looking for celebs. And I asked Ryan and he said, I'll run the whole 40 for you. And we should say, 
That is Ryan Stevenson. In case Ryan McGowan is listening and going, what? I'm oh, in no, Sydney. No, How am I going to get over there for this? No, we were talking about Ryan. Bondi Beach. Down Oxford Street. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, indeed. Ryan Stevenson, uh, new father, and uh, he is going to run all 40. So, kudos to him. Wow. Brilliant. By the way, Scotty, when, when you post all your pictures of you doing the runs, have you just done like <laughs> one run and taken a hundred pictures with different outfits on? Is that what you Yeah, because I'm that shallow, ho. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sweating like that and I think, oh, let, let me just go and get another t-shirt on and get sweat all over that because Gillian's going to love that, eh? How come you've been for one run and I'm washing 12 tops? It's because I'm that shallow, darling, that I'm watching 12 different pictures. But, by the way, in, in all seriousness, how much weight have you lost? Because you're looking brosser. Two stone. Magic. Well done, pal. Well done, indeed. And just, and just to mention, I did. I tweeted this actually yesterday at the time of talking. So I tweeted on Wednesday uh, a link to the... It's on the Virgin Money Giving website. Correct. Uh, Absolutely. Castle and, Crusade Run. Yep, Castle Crusade Run. And so you can just go on the, on the scarves that are in the funnel account and you get a link there. And at the moment, it's over four and a half grand has been raised, which is... Correct. Which is Absolutely. super. In fact, over five and a half if you include gift aid. So, super yes. stuff. So really good. Delighted with that. Delighted. Excellent. Um, okay, last one on the, the Ryan McGowan quiz because people are like, Christ's sake, these questions are obscure and boring. Um, you got three goals for Hearts. The first and the third against Hibs, you'll probably remember mm-hmm. quite, quite a lot. The first one at Easter Road, the third one in the Cup final. The second goal came against Aberdeen at Tynecastle, a 3 0 win in March 2012. Who provided the assist? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. Ah, oh, dearie dear. Uh, oh, wait, now I remember that. The cross came in from the right and was that? Oh, no, that was a bullet header. That was in Derby, wasn't it? You were on the right track there. No, no, keep going. Okay, so it was either Templeton or his brother. Templeton's brother? No, Templeton <laughs> or Dylan. Did Dylan supply the cross? No, well, you were right with the cross coming from the right, but it was a set piece. So who would? Header. Yep. So who um, would have been supplying the? Uh, was Jamie Walker in the team at the time? No, this is cup winning season, so it's 2011-2012. <clears throat> who would have supplied that cross? Um, you were bang on with it. It's a cross from the right, and it was a header. John Cogan. That's your that's your answer to every second question. Wow. <laughs> It's a great question. I wonder if Ryan will get this. I think he will. He only scored three goals, so you think you'd remember. Yeah, that. but was it Blackie? No. It was an in-swinging corner from the right, if that maybe helps. Was it the last time we scored from a corner? No, we, we scored from a corner at Wraith, didn't we? Was that the last time prior to Ryan scoring? <laughs> probably. Probably. Goodness. Wow. That's a tough question. Um, it's a, it's a Hearts know. Cup winner who supplied the cross, an in-swinging cross from the right. Okay. Uh, it wasn't Sleeves Elliott then. Nope. He was a, a, a Cup winner. Um, who else would have swung in? I thought the in-swinger from that side might have narrowed it in a little bit. I've woken up again. Is it 2011-12? Yes. <laughs> Rudy. Rudy Scatchel? No, it's fine. It was it was another goal scorer in the final, but it was not Mr. Rudolph Scatchel. Was it Granny Danger? It was, yes. Danny Granger. Yes, but Granny Danger. Oh, I won't do that oh. kind of quiz again. So I, I hope you appreciate that, Ryan McGowan, tuning in and 
probably messaging us on about Sunday at this point. Um, but there you go. The Ryan McGowan quiz. They're actually usually better than that, Scott. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it started off all right, but then it deviated. Thanks for lowering the bar <laughs> on, on my behalf. Scott, Scotty, I know, I know we've got homework that we gave out three weeks ago, which we still haven't got to yet, about 2046, 47. Um, but I'm thinking about homework for future weeks. If you were to come up with, you've got one guest just now. If you were to come up with one song for any Hearts player, current or past, what song, and it could be as tenuous as you like, but it's got to have some sort of link. What would you come up with? And that can be, that can be so, homework for everyone else. Just a song okay. that you would play after a certain player scores a goal. Because that's what you used to do. Um, but you could make it funny because it's something that they've done. If someone's been caught with their pants down or something like that, you could play something. Oh, well, my favourite. Yeah, the one that I keep on getting reminded of. Do you remember when Lee Griffiths got done for pockling out of Tesco at the store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they came to Tynecastle with Celtic the following Wednesday and I played Shoplifters of the World Unite by the Smiths. <laughs> I think my career just went down after that because you can't talk that, can you? <laughs> and Lee, Lee thought that was funny. God knows. <laughs> anyway, it was just an idea about songs for 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 players, Hearts players or, or whatever that you think are quite funny. That are, like, There's another one as well, Donkey. There's another one who got. Yeah. Oh, I remember when uh, Gary Mackay Stephen came to Tyne Castle after his river incident, I played Hold Back the River. And in fact, I played several, actually, sitting on the dock of the bay, Hold Back the River, The River by Bruce Springsteen, Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. Yeah, I remember all of those. They, they were good fun. Uh, and there was a, another one as well. Who was the player that got arrested? There was somebody, and I wonder if it was a Hibs player, because I think I remember playing it in the derby, and at, uh, at half time I played Lifted. By the, light by the Lighthouse Brothers. Lighthouse, that Lighthouse Brothers. <laughs> it was always the Lighthouse Brothers at four. Can you, can you play that song by the Lighthouse Brothers? It's no the Lighthouse Brothers. <laughs> and I think we just got that fed up with the asking for the Lighthouse Brothers that we introduced them as the Lighthouse, <laughs> the Brothers, Lighthouse Brothers. Whenever. And then we went for lunch with them round to Crombie's. And I remember Don coming in, the managers. How's it going, Don? This is Tunde and this is Paul. They're... Oh, right, you musicians, yeah, they're the Lighthouse Brothers. All oh, right, I'm seeing you on top of the pop. And Don walked away towards the kitchen. He came back, he's like, Lighthouse Brothers. You could play for me, um, Eminem, my name is what? When uh, Nong Dewey finally scores, given it took us long enough to figure that's, out what to say. That's, I like that. That's a good line, yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, I'm just looking at the time, and we've been we've been we've going off on that. a few tangents. And uh, you know, it's Thursday night. I need to edit this, put it up, and I still need to finish my match prep for um, tomorrow's game. So, I've... how long does it normally last? The not the match prep, the the, the <laughs> podcast. Sure. Thanks for listening, Scotty. <laughs> no, I listen to a lot. I've also just got into uh, John Wood and Alison Craig have just launched a yes, podcast. It's very good. It's very good. Um, and Say I just that. did the I did I just did the liners for them yesterday, so they'll have new uh, drops as from next week. So um, yes, I'd, I'd have to listen to that. That's only half an hour. And that's great because I can listen to that while I'm working and, and doing reports and stuff. So how long is your <laughs> one normally, Laurie? Goodness, Laurie. <laughs> We try to make it an hour. This is going to be more okay. like a ninety-minute, I think, because I've not, I've not got Too time. To, I've not got time to edit this right down with a game tomorrow. They think it's all over. 
still got half an hour to go. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're probably actually in injury time. So this is about the time of the podcast where you'd be saying, the fourth official has added four extra minutes to Scarves Around the Funnel. I'm just intrigued as to what your, your closing song is going to be because if, if you can't choose one of the 214 songs that have been mentioned in the last 90 minutes, then there's an issue. I'd still like you to play Propaganda and oh, again? I'm going to have to or listen to it next week at Tynecastle again. What, what's the leveler <laughs> song that you play? What a beautiful day! Yes, oh, yeah, why well, don't you do? Why don't you play Magic by Tyler? I could. Play, that was the I first could... ever song played on Radio Four. That was January by Pilot, wasn't it? <laughs> Correct. I'm just imagining when I just imagine when you said you've got your notes ready to for things to suggest the hearts to improve the match to experience and it's just play propaganda before the game. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all, that's you, all you need to do. No, absolutely. <laughs> when, uh, I make it, it'll, it'll stop when, when I get a replacement. So when I finally hang up my microphone, then they, they'll change the music policy. It's not, there's not a goodbye Mr. Wilson that someone could play just to Ah, goodbye Mr. McKenzie. Ah, that's a good point, actually. There's a song <laughs> called Goodbye Mr. McKenzie by Goodbye Mr. McKenzie, but obviously it's not appropriate because <laughs> my name's not McKenzie. Someone will come up with something. Anyway. I have no doubt. Thank you for joining us, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Uh, tangents and all. Thank you for having me. And um, we'll definitely get you on again sometime because I'm sure you've got plenty more stories that we couldn't cram in to the um, however long this ends up being, probably 90 minutes. So we'll have to get a, a second leg at some point. I did an after dinner at the lodge in Mid Calder several years ago, and I thought that was really, really good. And I went for a wee, and I'm standing there at the urinal, and two members of the committee came down, and I heard them talking about me, and I left, and I thought, great, I must be coming back here in November, because they said, it'll be a guy called night before we have that joker back in here. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Scott Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. He's gone. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Scarves Around the Funnel. You can follow us at Around the Funnel on Twitter. You can email if you would like to make any complaints about Scott Wilson's musical choices to podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. Until next time, thank you for listening, especially you, Mr. McGowan. He's a good lady, like the scene, know what I mean? He created the vibe, he takes you for a ride, and this is by design. The party ignites like he's coming alive. He takes you to the top, shakes you all around and back down. You know, as he gets mellow, then as smooth as a groove that is making you move. He glides into your mind with a sunny hello. A gentleman of leisure, he's there for your pleasure, but go easy on all these series, the love you can lose. Extraordinary fellow like Mr. Punchinella. He's the kind of geezer who must never be abused. When you're in town and Ebenezer is around, you can sense the presence in the sand of the crowd. He gets them all out. The pipe does rock it, and the people get excited. It's time to shout out.